1: we <sighs> welcome back Thundercats fans to another episode of the Thundercats Reviews brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother David, and we're doing two new episodes for you today. David, we're back. We're amped. We're amped because next month we have a huge episode to get through.
2: We do, we do. We have the anointing of the Lord of the Thundercats himself, Lionel.
1: So that's gonna be david are i guess christmas special where where Liono gets his his <laughs> wings he gets to be the title of lord of the thundercats officially because as of right now clearly he's not it
2: i have a list here i'd like to thank creatures both living and dead first of all i'd like to thank brah for this anointing the unicorn
1: keeper the wolos the burbles the living ooze <laughs> Who else we got?
2: I'd like to thank Mindora for all those late night rides on
1: her Charger.
2: Project to the Penile Planet.
1: Which, when we get into today's episode, David, I have a Mandora question for you. But we did get a wonderful comment from Matesh, our friend. I love being able to read these comments on air. So this was from last month, David. Matesh says, another excellent show. Thanks, Ryan and David. And once again, Mumra calls upon the ancient spirits of voyeurs to keep a creepy eye on the tea cats. <laughs> <laughs> do you think do you think Tigra knows that his silky was flirting with Lionel in the form of Diamond Fly? Is so true. Is that not the equivalent of a silky Diamond Fly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the laugh. The laugh was my favorite.
3: Tigra! <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what it sounded like to me. I don't know. Amumra is just a big flirt playing with both cats. Now, after the careless Lionel gets his sword out of the space hole and the thunder cubs deal with a genie, we are going to start cheering for Lionel as he starts his anointment trials. Your bungling friend Matesh. Ah, thank, you, thank Matesh.
2: you, Matesh. compliments will get you everywhere. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. So we officially started calling our Thundercats fans bunglers, thanks to Matesh and Mumra, of course. I've been thinking about games as well, David, because we do do games in our normal Radical Retro Rewind episodes sometimes. Thundercats, I feel like we have an opportunity to do something with that. So any Thundercats listeners out there, Matesh, anyone who has any ideas for Thundercats related games, we would love to do that, but maybe in the new year.
2: Name that bungler
1: name that. Oh, there might be something with bunglers. We could could do a whole bungler thing. So, today, David, we are back to Season 1, and of course, thank you to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis and trivia we will be using in both of today's episodes. We begin with Episode 35 of Season 1, with the original air date of November 8th, 1985, and this one is called... Yes, Sword in a hole, <laughs>
2: metaphorically speaking,
1: I David had no remembrance of what sword in a hole was until I watched it, and then I'm like, oh, Captain Shiner, okay, Captain Shiner, a villain that does appear one more time after this. So he ain't that great, he ain't that great. <laughs>
2: Him in the driller only two times, right?
1: Yeah, isn't that weird? Because honestly, they made a Captain Shiner action figure back in the day and they made a driller too. So it's like either LJN, the toy company, figured that these characters were going to be around more.
2: The whole idea of the drill is pretty cool, though. Like the thing that being a drill itself, the action figure. So I would go for that. I'd be down with that. If I want Shiner. I could just get a Sharpay dog.
1: Is he a dog, David? He does have those jowls. He's a space dog? A Russian no. space well, dog.
2: Well, there's a there is a part in the this episode where he refers to snarf as a fuzzy dog. So
1: An SOS from the edge of a black hole in deep space sends Lionel, Snarf, and Chitara out in the feliner. Captain Shiner, a space mercenary working for Mumra, captures Lionel and Snarf. The sword of omens is seized, and Mumra appears, and he hurls the sword into the black hole. David. Okay, so, (laughs) so first of all,
2: you see Mumra at the viewing pool as usual. His voyeur, the like Natesh says, (laughs) the spirits of voyeur. What is he? What does Matesh yeah, say? He,
1: once again, Mum recalls upon the ancient spirits of voyeurs to keep a creepy Yes, on
2: yes. Them. He's he's watching and he's like, I know that those Thundercats could not resist an SOS from space. <laughs> like like you telling me, I know you couldn't resist that extra slice of pizza from your favorite pizza place. Like, I know that they could not resist an SOS from space. Really? Really? <laughs>
3: Miserable Thundercats would never be able to resist an SOS from outer space when <laughs> all they're heading for is a rendezvous with extinction, and I will be rid of the Sword of Omens forever!
1: <laughs> did you notice they actually flew by in the feline or past the Black Pyramid? So I actually thought I was like, that's a bad idea. Do not go too close to Mumra. They kind of flew right past Which the Black Pyramid. Which also leads
2: me back to my whole thing that they live in close proximity, even though they make it seem
1: like it's so far away. To me, yeah, I would have avoided it because I don't think they know that Mumra does this per se, but honestly I wouldn't have even wanted to tip him off that I was flying anywhere because...
2: You know, he might send a storm. A giant insect, a storm. Random woman, spirit of some kind.
1: Transforming it with heels into a new identity.
2: I mean, he could have given uh, synergy from Gem and the Holograms and run for her money.
1: You know what, honestly, that is the truth. He loves a good mirage. Could you imagine? Spirits of evil, showtime. David, I don't know if you noticed... For some reason, this episode on Hulu looked really ragged. Like, it looked more worn than the other episodes. And I noticed they started to put now the Cartoon Network logo on the bottom
2: you know what that is they probably recorded it from TV
1: (laughs) that's what it looks like right now because they have the Cartoon Network logo and it's worn and the intro I always assumed they you know used like a stock intro you know whatever the case is one this seems like even back in the day they must have been like reusing the footage over and over again it's getting more and more worn as the the episodes
2: God only knows you know they don't you know it's hard to say because even some of the like biggest works of art or cinematography yeah. get lost to time because they get mishandled, they get put into a vault, they do all these different random things and then and and degradation and, and just time destroys things and it's so funny that when they find these things like you know like michael jackson and prince who have like a thousand songs you know ten thousand songs that we've never even heard of you That's know you, you know god only knows you know yeah it's,
1: they haven't released those into 10 volumes of, of well commemorative...
2: yeah, you, you know i'm i'm blabbering too much but the bottom line is yes i i think that they don't realize when it was being made it probably wasn't realized that it was going to be like a cult following and people really gonna like it so it probably got thrown aside here and there and god only knows where they've come up with the pieces to, you know, get all the complete set.
1: It would be like what the masters, I guess, the master tapes, whatever they use. They're not getting the Disney vault treatment. Like David said, they're locked away, but when they come out of the vault, they aren't being redone. Even the DVDs, I don't believe that, by the way, David back in the day got me the basically the whole collection of T Cats on DVD. But I even remember too, David, they weren't remastered in any way, which is sad for, like you said, a classic show.
2: And Lipton's probably got like some in a cardboard box. She's like you know, remember that time that we took some of the tapes? You didn't know, we didn't know we were coming back for another season or not? <laughs>
1: <Did> <laughs> some of know? the reels. <laughs> Do you remember, and I know this, my God, we're going on three years now, but when we started this, one of the trivias was Lynn Lipton used to record the recording sessions of The Voices, so that woman must have a stock full of VHS tapes with God knows what from The Thundercats recording sessions. (laughs) Please, God, don't make me come up with another voice. Speaking of Lynn Lipton, no Mandora? Wouldn't you think the first thing an SOS in space would have gone to Mandora? Or maybe at least Lionel saying, Mandora, do you know what's going on?
2: No, because
1: she's someplace far away. This is close. Oh, she's busy? This was close, yeah. She's on the gray penile planet. Oh, but she makes them get here immediately. But she could take our time when there's black holes and Captain Shiner. So (laughs) I think you like this line quite a bit you bring
2: it with extinction yes there's there's a few lines that i really like in this but my favorite all-time favorite is when so they lionel gets captured with snarf and all of a sudden captain he's like why are you doing this you whatever he calls himself and he's like no i prefer does he say i prefer mercenary calls him a name like a you bandit and he says i prefer mercenary or something so he goes why are you doing this and Captain Shiner says to him I did it for the money and
3: Mumra out of nowhere appears and goes and I paid him the money this fuzzy fellow has come around welcome I am Captain Shiner SNERF where's Lion-O bring him in Lion-O it's alright Snarf I'm okay but who are they SNERF Hijackers. Mercenaries, if you please. But what do they want from us? He has what he wants. The Sword of Omens? Why? As I told you, I am a mercenary. I did it for the money. (laughs) And I paid the money. One sword. As per our agreement. Without your wretched sword, Thundercat, you are nothing. You're wasting your time. The Sword of Omens does not work for evil. I may not be able to use it, but I can certainly destroy it. No! The ceremony of expulsion begin!
1: That, I actually wrote the same two things down, David. I did it for the money, <laughs> and I paid the money. But it was just the way
2: he said He was like a to- totally, like, pimp dad. And I paid in the money! And I
1: paid in the money! I don't know, but he just appeared. <laughs> yeah, they're in space at this point on Captain Shiner's ship. And yes, Mumra, of course, because he was listening. He, but he's like, yes, I got the money. Hey. Diamond.
2: Everybody. Diamond. Baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. Said, hey.
1: So, what is this line that I wrote down? Shitara, it's huge. Can we handle it? I believe that was the black hole. But I thought. I believe if
2: it was something that you did by yourself that I have no idea about it, I will not mention during this podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I wrote that down because I was thinking in my head if someone took maybe the Thundercats outtakes plus other words, you could totally make a Thundercats porno.
0: It's huge
1: i can we handle it? That's terrible. I'm calling the the sensors. Listen, we needed a Thundercats only fans for the radical retro <laughs> rewind. I
2: bet you there is. I have a question. Did you notice that Captain Shiner's ship looked very much like the Great Penile Planet setup? Or the
1: Jolly Roger or something? It looked yeah, very familiar.
2: It's yeah, it very familiar. So I, I'm assuming they use some of the same some of the animation, like, Animation, I should say, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to bring up is Mumra tosses three different like Egyptian. Spirits like Anubis and something else, and he's like, and banishing this sword that is used to help the weak. <laughs> and he tosses it into what he thinks is oblivion the black hole.
3: Hear me, Unquot Anubis, apopis. I offer the eye of Pandera. I No,
1: <laughs> which is also something I never expected. The black hole is not really a black hole per se. It is something called Neptune, which is a giant ball sphere.
2: The premise of a black hole in this instance is to clean up space debris and trash.
1: Yes, yes. And
2: it's being controlled by this robot sphere called Neptune. But it's it has an it's an acronym. It stands for. Oh yeah, see.
1: It says yes that it is Neptune is Navy Engineers Power Tower Under Nuclear. energy damn
3: neptune the navy engineers power tower under nuclear energy neptune please bring all your records logs and registry step
1: lively Greetings. I am the voice of Neptune. It's an artificial intelligence supercomputer.
2: They decide to steer the ship into this black hole without thinking that even for a moment that they could be just crushed. Because in our reality, a black hole is a collapsing star that pulls things in and crushes it and disappears now i know there's been theories about wormholes and different things that we're not sure about and we probably don't know but i found it really interesting they go into the black hole they're captured by this neptune and then panthro being a little bit more diplomatic about it saying you know maybe please proceed to find the sword he's like no it is property of you know neptune or whatever but he also says it's the venusian something works
1: yeah, that's evidently, it's saying that's the, the whoever built this Neptune thing. Venusian I guess it's an works. alien race, it's saying. Here's the
2: thing. This is what I'm I'm really getting at, because for, for all of our listeners who have been listening since the beginning, this totally seals the deal with the theory that Third Earth is actually our Earth, again, reborn, because they're talking about Neptune, the planet Neptune, pretty much. Yeah. Or, and, and, and he says... Lino says Venus has been burnt out for, for years.
1: Oh yes.
2: So we all know that that is in our neck of the woods, and so Third Earth really is the planet Earth. Earth. Maybe Mamra right now is someplace in a pyramid. We don't realize it until. Oh we my
1: did. God! That's he's he's out there waiting. Honestly,
2: he's waiting for the apocalypse so we can. I want to be a Thundercat.
1: You know, it's it's on paper. It's a great thing, David. But they go through so much. If you think about it, they can they can't even sleep. They can't even sleep. What well, if the talk
2: comes to mirror I'd be fine.
3: Beautiful
1: Chitara.
2: They get captured, and they're in a solid titanium cell. Ooh. Which also, immediately I think of Sia. (laughs) Bulletproof, nothing to lose. Fire away, fire
1: away. But is that also where they have the what did he say? It was good dose of radioactivity will cool them down? Is that where they have Lionel and Snarf basically going around to power something as slaves?
2: Uh yes. So you have the point where am I missing something? Did I miss something up? Because weren't they did they take they didn't take Lionel from the prison cell?
1: Well, th- it says Lionel and Snarf come to find themselves bound and taken captive by the commander of the Virtus, Captain Shiner. Mumra suddenly appears out of nowhere, revealing it was his evil scheme to use Captain Shiner to obtain the Sword of Omens. The mummy flings the sword into the black hole, and Lionel and Snarf are chained up and made to pull a large barren rod inside the ship's reactor room. Chitara comes back with Panthro, who sneaks into the Virtus unnoticed. Then he heads to the reactor room and frees his two comrades. Together, the three take over the Virtus and fly straight into the black hole, a move that horrifies Captain Shiner. And then once in the black hole, the Thundercats and Shiner realize that it is in fact not a black hole, but a gigantic force field meant to look like a black hole. They come face to face with the creature of the black hole, an artificial intelligence named Neptune. And then after being reminded by Jaga, Lionel calls the Sword of Omens to him and uses it to break everyone out of their confinement. Panthro heads to the control room of the power station with a few adjustments, manages to reverse the polarity, causing the black hole to spit out everything that had had previously sucked in. So that's when Jaga comes and he's like, THE SWORD WAITS! Yeah, I have it written down. So then the guy's... The guys,
2: the guys. They're the all gang <laughs> them like spell and Lina basically says the sword is lost. And there is a point when he when he tells Panthro, did you see when Pan, when he tells Panthro the sword is lost? And Panthro is like like dumbfounded. He's like, The sword
3: is gone? Shiner, a mercenary. Mumra used him to get the sword. They have the sword? Worse. Mumra threw it into the black hole. It's gone for good. Mmm. Music How many of these sea raiders are we up against? (laughs) Yeah, what the hell
2: is? (laughs) Well, I think he knows that that's the biggest power uh, that they have against all these 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 horrible things. Jaga tells Lino that the eye only sleeps until needed, and then Captain Shiner's like, "Your your lord of the Thundercats talks to himself," and it is implied that Snarf also sees Jaga, and so I'm thinking that maybe Snarf and because of their connection, Snarf and Lino only the only two that really (sighs) see. jaga oh, except for that, that one episode when he was fighting you know uh groon groon so lionel calls to the sword but he calls in a different way he actually says thunder thunder thundercat's ho!" and calls the sword then he says sword of omens come to my hand so he actually uses the the thundercat's call first
1: uh, yeah i i noticed that as well i wonder if that was just the writer's idea of calling it, or was that meant to really grandstand?
2: It was to activate the sword, I guess. But very dramatic, he blasts through, they make it out, and then the ship itself is on a collision course to, to basically oblivion, and love me some Chitara. she says that I couldn't leave I, was, I made one more pass before I ran out of fuel because she just wasn't going to leave. She just couldn't bring herself to do it, which you see them floating in space.
1: That I don't get.
2: Which again, you find out that they can go into space, which to us, the vacuum of space would kill us instantly. That's at least that's what NASA tells
1: us. I don't know what you want to talk about.
2: Not. F- I'm not flat earthing right now.
1: <laughs> it looks so flat from up here. David's right. They're floating in space and honestly they didn't look too concerned they didn't even like say oh what are we gonna do it just so happened that like David saying Chitara did do this one f- more flyby but there was a scene earlier where and I thought it was very powerful David Tigress says come home Chitara you're almost out of fuel and she goes no that's when she screams no I will not leave Virtus entered the
3: black
0: hole at 0800 0800 Lionel, Panthro, and Snark were aboard. All communications are dead.
3: Come home, Chitara. No one ever returns from a black hole. No! But you're almost out of fuel!
1: I have to stay. Plus, I love that, again, Chitara learned to fly that helicopter, like in Dawn of the Dead. She learned how to fly the feliner. and she is still so loyal that even running out of fuel, she can't give up on them.
2: Mm. So what you're trying to say is in the original, the original, when he says, how much fuel we got? She goes, not much. He goes, okay. Yeah.
1: How much fuel do we have? Not much. All right. This is Dawn of the Dead, but in Thundercats. So also Captain Shiner goes down with the ship and they think that he is dead, but it turns out he somehow got into a little ship or the ship turned into this little portable thing. And then we see that he's alive and Panther, I believe, says don't ever count him out someone like shiner like like they go back for years
2: well they're assuming that he's he's a clever he's like a mercenary space pirate again that kind of theme about mercenaries and things like that they kind of commend him and say that he is he told them to leave he was going down with the ship but now that you know looking at it this way you know you know that he had an escape so he knew he was gonna be able to escape so it wasn't so honorary after all that he knew he's like all right i'll let you go you know you got me out of here we'll go you can go but i also know that i'm gonna be able to escape so either he didn't know he could escape or he did and those are the two different things because they almost like say that even though he was a horrible person he had honor by going down with the ship not the titanic
3: but i'm sorry captain shiner went down with the ship he was on the wrong side But he was a brave man. Don't be too sure he didn't survive. He was a remarkable space seaman. But surely, if the Virtus was as badly damaged as you say, it was hopeless. Yes, but what could
1: he do to save her? You never know with a man like Shiner.
3: Thunder, 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 thunder!
1: david's right i took it as after seeing it knowing that he had that ship that yeah like you said he was just like yeah go but i think he kind of figured they were going to be screwed at this point because we see that he really isn't a good character because evidently he comes back again as a villain so yeah he lets them go he probably knew he had that and he probably figured well you're going to be floating into space because what other person wouldn't burn up in space like you're saying or breathe or breathe so
2: i don't know do we really know for sure what happens to somebody in space because i've heard everything from them, your lungs turn into, like, burn up, your your nostrils would f- set on fire, or you'd freeze to death in a few seconds, turn into an icicle. Am I that ignorant that I don't know, or is that really we just don't know? We've never figured that out yet?
1: No, I mean, can't breathe in space, but you're right. Like, how do we well, know the difference? I mean,
2: you can't breathe. Uh, space is supposed to be composed of mostly of hydrogen, right? So we can't breathe hydrogen, but the whole theory of what happens to a living thing in space is either it instantly freezes, or they're like, I mean, we're not sending somebody up to find out, but...
1: Well, all I saw was in one of the Disney Star Wars. Princess Leia flew outside of a outside of a spaceship and forced her way back in. So she survived breathing in space in Star Wars, even. So you tell she me, has the Force, she Mary Poppin' herself back in. So, David, honestly, there's a few things. I think that they were really trying to do a lot with this one and I appreciate that in the plot. I love abandoned spaceship. This has been done in movies where you find the creepy abandoned ship aliens. You're like, why did this ship
2: Why did the people all disappear? Where's yes. the log? Yes. yes.
1: I, I kind of like that plot line, especially for horror elements. Even down to they had a poisoned coffee drink waiting for Lionel. So they were trying a lot with this with this episode.
2: spiked coffee. Well, I can see Shine like having coffee like in a tea in like a tea cup like a teacup, a coffee cup but
1: yeah but yeah like a little little thing comes off a little bougie I agree so the trivia for this episode is the mutants are absent from this episode which clearly we yeah, they be. have been for a while I feel like were they in the last no we haven't had them in a while actually I hope they're doing well I hope they're doing well I <laughs> hope Slive is cooking for them <laughs> it's like I took up my old Korea. I'm finding spices, yes. <laughs> Wily Kit and Wily Cat appear briefly near the beginning of the episode, but are not seen again. Which, David, I kind of <laughs>
2: appreciate. <laughs> do, you, do, do you think that when Lionel calls the Thundercats and they're all amped up and is like, No! You will sit in Cat's in case someone tries to attack Cat's And they're like, Tidara! I can't take it anymore. I just want to... She's like, calm yourself down. Take a Melatonin. Take some Benadryl. Calm down. Because they're all amped up on the power from the sword. And they have to sit and watch a telescreen or whatever.
1: David, that's hysterical. Because I always got that idea, too, that they got so energized. Almost like a catnip kind of thing. Like, they're like... like-
2: it enhances Powers, whatever—it's like a supernatural power boost.
1: So they're they're literally jumping off the walls in the control rooms, probably like not being able to contain themselves, and that's why Panthro earlier was saying, "Sword gone, drugs, power gone." Also, before flinging the Sword of Omens into a black hole, Mumra recites a chant in which he mentions Anubis, a net, <laughs> a from, from, from the original Mickey Mouse Club? What? A quent? A quent? A quent. A quent and Anubis. Anubis all of whom are deities from Egyptian mythology. I will play the clip because clearly I cannot speak, as you all know.
2: Person's name is Sophia and he's like,
1: saffy <laughs> <laughs> acid? As he leaps from the feliner into the vertus, Panthro yells, Geronimo! A phrase often uttered by people who are jumping from considerable altitude, like parachuters. The word comes from... Geronimo! <laughs> well, okay, okay. Oh, what the hell does that mean? You know that you know the song,
2: you know the song. Say Geronimo!
1: Say oh, you Geronimo! Say Ger- what does that mean? It comes from Geronimo. Thank you, Thundercats Wikipedia. So what did you think of Sword in the Hole? I actually liked it. I did not
2: like the fact of Captain Shiner's rando, like, Sharpay, sh- shaved down Sharpay minions kind of was like... Eh. I did like the fact when they hosed the water down, like, and, like turned yes. into steam, like, this will cool you down. That was a cool, like, you know, cruel, but cool.
1: But it showed how warm that room was. It, it the 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 floor is steamed because it was yes. so hot with radioactivity which is ooh
2: and mumra does say a a good dose of radioactivity will cool them down he means kill them i'm going to have to say i'm going to have an issue with this episode about bungling mm. because i feel the biggest do, you, do, we, do we do this at well, the end of the episode we do or? we
1: do it at the end but i also have um a slight problem but i i think i have a solution to that david which we will get to okay Bangla! you Bangla. Bangla, Bangla. So this leads us to our next episode. <laughs> thunder, 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 thunder,
3: thunder, I'm Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats. Reminding you that kids are not allowed to drink anything with alcohol in it. And I'm SNARF! Telling you this, don't kid around with drinking. It's against the law. Obey the code. Don't drink
1: alcohol. So, David, next is the evil harp. Of Char-Nin, episode 36 of season 1, which aired on November 11th of 1985. The Thunder Kittens discover a magic harp, strum it, and release Char-Nin, a genie who has been imprisoned inside. Mumra sees this action in his cauldron, transforms into a Balkan, and then seizes up the harp. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot that happens in this but then not at all where do we begin the thunder kittens are frolicking you have
2: wily kit and wily cat doing their typical on the surfing on their floating
1: surfboards
2: hoverboard
1: so they're off to basically either destroy a tomb raid some kind of relics from an ancient civilization and release
2: havoc and problems they're just exploring
3: it's beautiful
2: honestly, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't begrudge them anything. They're just exploring. No, they can't I don't help them them. Everything's out to kill you on Third Earth.
1: But it seems like this is the plot, right? Like, get them out to investigate in Third Earth, and then but something's gonna happen.
2: So every time the Thunder Kittens, as he calls them, go out, Mumra seems to always be watching. He's like the crazy neighbor that, like, hates your children. It's like, they're laughing again, because he immediately they're, they, they've just been flying around. He hasn't even gotten to they haven't even found this golden hole That's in. And he says What demons of the dark awakens me
1: (laughs) David he was sleeping in the tomb And I don't know if this was a choice But I think that Mumra's voice actor Sounded really tired for a few minutes Going into this So I really loved it Because it played into that whole thing That Mumra was disturbed What
3: demons of the dark have awakened me. What have those cursed thundercats stumbled on? You have released me, young masters. I am in your debt. Uh, who are you? I am Sharnine, the genie of the great golden hawk.
1: You're right. When he says that, he's kind of like, what oh, demons of the dark have awakened me? Like, he didn't feel it. He was just like, oh, my God. So he's like my
2: Arlo cameras are going off again. What what area of do I, to, do I have to
1: plug them in to charge them again or are they, are the solar panels working on those Arlo cameras? They must be dead. Mumra must be charging those cameras continuously, let me tell you because of all the things that he monitors. So yes, he's watching them again frolicking unmolested as he says in an older episode. So you
2: they come across this harp, they're trying to pull it out, they want to give it to Lionel as like a gift, and then Charnin comes out, which is a genie, and I kept calling him Charmin, like the like the (laughs) the toilet paper. Like the toilet paper. Or Charmaine. I don't know why. I was like, Oh Charmaine, the the genie, it's Charnin, Charnin. And Char, Sharnin, like yeah, S H double R, Sharnin. He tells them, you know, that he's their, they're his master. They seem a little bit like taken aback, but they ask him to help him help them get out of the hole that they fall
1: in. He does that, and then if you strum str- him. You got to strum him first, David. You got to <laughs> you got to play with him first. You gotta ring
2: little... my bell, ring my bell, my bell, ring it. So then you see rides going "Mm -mm." what he goes what simple form should i use to fool (laughs) um, a frail elderly balkan why not
3: what simple disguise will get me into the wretched cat slayer those soft-hearted fools We'll never be able to resist uh, a frail and elderly Balkan.
2: <laughs> and I'm actually impressed. Mumra did not do his, his usual drag performance. I, unless Balkans are have no gender identity. Oh, no maybe.
1: gender. <laughs> maybe maybe
2: he's 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 really just. Dabbling, he's like this. Balkan could be whatever. So he didn't go. He didn't go in his usual RuPaul's Drag Race form.
1: Or was he too tired today? He was clearly tired. He was clearly awakened, and he didn't want to do the whole maybe the wig, the the outfit.
2: So he goes in. He hypnotizes the Thundercats. He goes to Sharnin and says, "I am Mumbra, the most powerful spirit on Third Earth, and I will release you from your harp prison if you get rid of all the Thundercats." So here's an interesting thing, Sharnin, Even though he's the quote unquote genie in the the bottle, sort of, yeah. Harp, he Mumra did not touch the harp, and he immediately was able to change sides and say that he was going yes. to be he was going to be a free agent. Where normally, according to genie and Jin folklore, you are bound you are bound to the person who, one, holds the bottle and two, that they still had wishes to come to them. So, it's a loose interpretation of a genie, even though Sharnin is technically
1: a genie. Do you appreciate, speaking to that point, that A, it wasn't the typical genie lamp and it was a harp, and then that two, it seemed like there was unlimited wishes?
2: Well, the first thing I would have done, to be honest with you, as soon as I got Sharnin, it said, I wish that never existed i wish that Vandera was still around
3: oh a little
2: bit taller i wish it was a baller
3: well thank you but why do you call us your masters this harp has been my prison for many thousands of years now you have released me i will grant your every wish Can you get us out of this pit? Simply play the harp, young master, and you shall see.
1: Here goes. No, their first thought is actually really beautiful. We're gonna give it to Lionel. Which was actually really sweet, but I don't know. This shows their childlike nature, right? Because they said, we're not even gonna tell him what it does, right? We just want him to strum it. See that head on the end of this harp and wanna, wanna play it. I should say, Charnin's head is shaped on the, the, the front of the harp, like a ship, like a mascot on a ship. One of those, like, front yeah. things. And I have to say, David, because of their hoverboards were broken, I'm assuming, they walked to this harp all the way back to Cat's Lair. And that's what
2: it said, Sharnan, please transport me to the to Cat's Lair.
1: But there, I think this is to show the Thundercats don't take the quote-unquote easy way out, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So they, they go to Liono's bedroom. <laughs> Here's this harp. You play it. He just literally awoke. Did you see that? He got out of bed, and he's just like, oh.
2: He was taking a cat nap.
3: Well, what adventure has you two up so early this morning? Lionel, we have a present for you. A present? It's a magic harp. Just strum it, and the genie Sharnin will appear. <laughs> if this is another Wily Cat trick. No, no. Just try it. You'll see. Huh? What is your wish? By Jaga, this isn't happening. Play the harp, Lionel. Make a wish. Ah! 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 Lionel! Surprise! Nice! Thunder kittens. That's the last you'll see of the Lord of the Thundercats!
1: That's the thing with Thundercats. How many times have we seen Chitara just wake up? Is it night? The Thunder Kittens are out. What, did they get up at five o'clock in the morning? Everything's
2: out to kill you outside of Cat's Lair. Maybe you want to spend more time there. you like hmm let me take a leisurely nap that i might be assaulted by mumra in my sleep or do i go out and get murdered and assaulted by every living thing including probably the the evil blades of death grass that underneath my feet on third earth let me see which one would i do take a leisurely nap and and hope that Wizra comes back he's
1: actually in chitara's
2: bedroom sleeping currently (laughs) like um chitara my bed is a little hot can i can i just sleep in your room for for a couple of nights and you know she would do it. Right. Mirror with me? Can I just, you know, I need the mirror. I'm Lord of
1: the Thundercats. Give me the mirror. You know, i never asked anything of you before like this, but clearly you have more furniture in your room. I need that mirror. That's the <laughs> only one that survived Third Earth's destruction. So he also, David, had the sword on his nightstand today. So we've seen this in the past. Sometimes it's in the sword chamber. Luckily today it was with him when the Thunder Kittens woke him up from his slumber and gave him this harp to harp.
2: Sometimes he runs, sometimes he cries, sometimes he's scared of you. (laughs) All he really wants to do is hold you tight. Brittany, I love you.
1: So then, Mumbra goes back to the pyramid, and the Thundercats awaken from their trance because he was put in a trance. For they were put in a trance, and they have no recollection of what just happened. They take the harp to Liono as a present and tell him all about Charnin and his wishes. While initially thinking it was a prank, Liono nevertheless plays the harp. Charnin materializes, but immediately makes Liono disappear in a cloud of smoke. The genie claims that he simply granted Liono's wish. Oh my god, he wanted to get the hell out of here. His wish is to stay far away
2: from you annoying people. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that be hysterical? Oh, Lionel's wish was to, to leave.
2: Wouldn't that be really funny if it really was his wish? He's like, I didn't I didn't come up with this. Sharnan did not come up with this. Look, I read your master's mind. The Lord of the Thundercast wanted to be done with you. <laughs>
1: He wants to go to Beautiful Island. Concerned about their leader, the Thunder Kittens ask Charnin to take them where Lion-O is, and the genie grants their wish. Suddenly, they all find themselves in the center of Third Earth, where Charnin has tied up Lion-O. Oh, maybe that was his wish. He wanted to be bound. He did not ask with who, or whom, or what.
2: This isn't American Horror Story, New York City. This is the Thundercat.
1: So Wily Kit and Wily Cat are also bound. In an attempt to escape, the Thunder Kittens pretend to doubt Charnin's powers and dare him to bring a snake bird.
3: Because once I have captured all the Thundercats, the wizard Mumra will release me from this accursed hop. Mumra, I should have known he was behind this. If you can distract him, I think I can free myself enough to get hold of the sword. Silence, slaves! What were you whispering about? Oh, uh, we were just saying we didn't think much of your magic. You doubt my power? Yes! If you're so powerful and clever, prove it! What proof would you like? Well, I don't suppose you'll free us so. Bring me. Bring me a snake bird. <laughs> Such an easy request.
1: <laughs> While he is gone, Lionel tries to break out of his bonds and manages to free himself just as the genie returns. Lionel quickly summons the other Thundercats before engaging in battle with Charnin. So, David, he fights the Thundercats.
3: Welcome, Thundercats. I am Sharnin, genie of the Great Golden Heart. And you're a bastard! is our leader, Sharnin. lion Ha! <laughs> I, I can't move! <laughs> Those twigs don't frighten me! How will you fight what you can't see, Thunder Cat?
1: Panthro goes first, Chitara tries, and then he makes a smoke for Tiger because he's left and he goes, how can you fight what you can't see? And that's when Tiger should have said, you're right, and gone invisible.
2: Exactly what I was thinking too.
1: But he had to be taken down, of course, because we need lion to be the hero, as always.
2: Not true. We know that Chitara is always the hero.
1: I'm just kidding. Well, listen, I mean, even, did you see her staff doing that? She threw it and she made like multiple staffs. I love that. Like it just, it turns into cages. It does everything, her staff. We love her me say. Charnin successfully defeats all of the Thundercats, binding them all using their own weapons. As soon as all the Thundercats are captured, Mumra appears. Charnin tells him that he's fulfilled his part of the bargain, and it's now Mumra's turn to release him from his heart, but Mumra laughs and calls him a fool, I believe, as well, and re- negates on his promises, but furious at his betrayal, Charnin attacks Mumra, and a great battle ensues between the two.
3: I have fulfilled my part of the bargain, Mumbra. Now you must keep your promise. Promise? You have the Thundercats. Now release me from the hot fool. Did you think I would share Third Earth with you? (coughs) You may have magic, but I... stronger. None of you will ever leave this cavern. The walls are caving in. Uh, 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 I I can repel your beam.
1: But not alone. So they're both blasting each other in this place. But Mumra says that he's still more powerful. But to me, David, he isn't because he needed Sharnin to do this whole plot.
2: Yes, I have I have feelings about that myself. So yes, Mumra clearly says, I will not share Third Earth with you. So he knew that if Sharnin was taken out of the harp and he was able to roam free, that he could do pretty much what he wanted. So here's the thing. Sharnin, Sharnin's Achilles heel is the harp. Mom's is that he can't, he has to stay in the pyramid to recharge. So they both have something. Sharnin, is he evil? Is he not? I I get, I think, honestly, every time we've ever, you've, you've ever watched something with genies, genies typically are not evil. They are just Taken advantage of, and they just want to be free. And if they could be free, they would be happy, and they probably wouldn't harm anybody because they just don't want to be stuck and be a, be a servant to somebody for centuries and centuries and centuries. The fact is, is that he knew that Sharnin could be possibly be a threat to his being the the head the head spirit, the most powerful spirit on third earth. And yes, they were going back and forth. And at some point, Mumra tells him to withdraw your spell.
1: Yeah, withdraw your spell, yeah. But what was he going to do then? Have a standstill with him or make another bargain? Because at this point he's... But then the thing is, is that
2: Sharnin was kind of weakening because Mm -hmm. of the fact that when you find that the Thundercats, and we didn't mention this, Panthro is ensnared by his own weapon, so is Chitara. You know, you find that th- th- this is another case where they're trapped by their own weapons by means of magic. Oh, wait, so just, yep. just kind of a side thing for me, because I know we've talked about Panthro being, you know, tied up by his own nunchucks <laughs> before. Yes. Yeah, he was weakening, but... I, I, I don't know so that they they leave they leave while this 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 it's um, collapsing this this, this, this underground is collapsing and they're this this kind of standoff
3: they're escaping we draw your spell never
2: But you did see Sharnin start to, like, kneel, right? Didn't he kneel like he was, maybe he, he was losing power?
1: He did, but then, to me, I thought he was this undying being, right? Because if you read this, David, it says the Thundercats assume that both Mumra and Charnin are dead. So Charnin, to me, I thought made, should have probably returned to the harp, but this is saying, no, he just died. He got crushed
2: well I don't know if he got crushed oh so at the very end there the, you know they, they have the the wrap up uh, the moral up with the you know the very soft music that always plays it's so funny yeah. I was watching this and my kids must have messed around with the tv and I was I was actually watching the show and looking at the subtitles and it says soft music playing which is you know exactly, yep. <laughs> when they play that, that same kind of very soft mellow, okay, this is what we're going to recap. And Panther says, well, at least once a good thing came out of it, Mumra's gone. And then they pull off, and then you hear, Ah! I like him going berserk, like, how dare you think that I am dead? And he goes berserko. Comes out, and what appears to be like flame or lava shooting in hole, and he's like, I am not so easily destroyed wherever evil exists, raw lives, and he's doing his <laughs> screaming and you know, craziness that he owes because he gets pissed, he gets very pissed off. Uh... Yeah.
3: disposed of
1: love though when he resorts to the whatever evil exists mumra lives because that's when you know he's just like you didn't so get Sharnin's it harp. maybe sharnan was t- still tied
2: to the harp and he did something to the harp
1: oh and then maybe the, so basically probably the harp is buried again down there and honestly he, i think he returned to the harp like you're saying or something like that
2: so my and- question is ryan to you if you found a magical harp or bottle would you not want to set the genie free if long as they were not a gin not a gin right. because gins always have negative consequences but would you would a genie? Like, literally, tomorrow, you found a magic bottle. You were at an antique store or something, and you just happened to pick up something, and now you are the... I would definitely
1: do it. Why would
2: you need to have all that?
1: But then, would that be your last wish, basically? Because normally let's say three wishes, right? So,
2: I would wish for all the powers of a genie without having to have any confinement. Constraints? Would you say? Because Whatever. then they'll make you the genie yet. I want all of your powers without any confinement bottles or consequences, and that's what i would wish and then the other two wishes would be whatever because i could do whatever i wanted
1: make the radical retro rewind podcast extremely popular and then you get to go home and i would like
2: one billion views on each episode
1: billion billions Willa. Then I would wish the second wish would be for Lynn Lipton to do a voiceover with us. Yes. Oh my God. If she was on something, I know she does conventions. But oh my God, if we could get her. Come on, Lynn Lipton, do one with us.
2: Maybe she could do the anointment. If anybody knows Lynn Lipton, if she's your neighbor, your your mother, your friend, tell her. Tell her, Lynn Lipton. The radical (laughs) etcher speaks Chitara's name daily. She's up there. She's held up higher than Jaga.
1: She, honestly, honestly, we love Lynn Lipton, so that would be a dream, honestly, if we could get her somehow. <laughs> like I said, so she must be on something because she does do these conventions with Lionel and Tigra, the voice actors. Well, time. any
2: of them, all of them, all of them, please come on the Radical Retro Rewind. Anybody that's out there, even if you know that their grandchild goes to chose to your school, oh my God.
1: <laughs> we get them. Grand Lynn Lipton in the supermarket force her to talk like (laughs) willow can you do a little willow for us oh what the hell were we talking so yeah (coughs) genies 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 so during that wrap up david i did want to write this i guess the moral was we shouldn't mess around with things we don't understand is what the thunder kitten says but then panther goes it happens
3: (laughs) this was our fault we shouldn't have messed around with something we didn't understand it happens well thanks for getting us out of a hole (laughs) <laughs>
2: and sometimes you drink too much and you go in a bar and you don't realize there's only just men everywhere and you don't really say anything and you just go along with it it's dark
1: <laughs> that, what that, that's, what? Panther, what what that's what I was assuming he said it happens you know it happens well, the whole thing so one more thing do you remember
2: I never was a big watcher of the x-files
1: yes. Yes.
2: But I remember an episode with the where there was a gin and whatever, Mulder or Scully, whatever I don't know which one's what. Scully Mulder. The girl. Yeah. Walter, he, and so he could get around the djinn being, like, manipulating, he literally typed his wish out on a computer, and was like, there are no ramifications for this wish, blah, 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 nothing that really? would be as ramifications, blah, 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 and it was a paragraph, and he's like, that's my wish, and that would be my wish, and then I guess it worked out where he decided to let the djinn free, because of, whatever, because the first wish was world peace, he t- the djinn got rid of every single person on, on Earth, and that's why there was world peace. Uh.
1: Oh, my so, God. So, instead, uh, so then the next
2: wish, I believe, was to bring people back. And then his third wish was going to be blah, blah, blah. This whole paragraph. He's like, you need to go by what I said over here. No ramifications for any actions, blah, blah. Wouldn't that be how you get around it the wish No, he didn't do it. He didn't do it because his the he, he set the gin free instead.
1: See, you. I don't think there's any way to honestly get away from a genie without without some kind of it always seems that there is a way that they make it negative
2: not an aladdin
1: you got to get a robin williams can your friend do that i i wish it was the aladdin one but yeah i mean charnin actually we never found out if he was honestly bad or not he could have gone both ways right
2: i don't know anything about his sexuality ryan Please <laughs> stop, bringing, stop bringing these topics up to muddle muddle up my experience <laughs> with my childhood Love Char-nin.
1: Charnan. Charnin.
2: Maybe he was sh- Charnin during the during the week, and Charmaine during the week. Charmaine
1: was he- the Charmaine. It was- happens
2: when people become these entities become spirits that last forever. They they get tired of their persona and like I'm gonna do drag. I'm gonna fool a bunch of kids <laughs> and pretend that I'm a Wolo.
1: <laughs> you know what, Mumra? Honestly. That makes the most sense. Mumra's been around so long, this is the only enjoyment in his life, is dressing up. like, what can I do next? I know, I'll do drag this time. (laughs) And on that, we have trivia! The episode, of course, is roughly similar to the old folk tale of Aladdin from the Arabian Nights story.
2: Arabian Nights!
1: When the episode was broadcast in the UK, all of the scenes showing Panthro using his nunchucks were cut. Which I believe I've heard this before, because nunchucks are banned in the UK. So, which leads me to ask any of our UK Thundercats fans, what happens when Panthro attacks on every other episode?
2: Do they replace his nunchucks with...
1: With chickens? I just...
2: With chickens? Chickens! I don't
1: know. <laughs> Gonzo! Oh, Carmela! Please let us know if no, anyone
2: I, knows. I, I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. I wonder if they have to... They had to do reanimation, or did they... Okay, so what would be the difference from nunchucks
1: versus, like, two swords, or... Nunchucks are banned, I get it, but then... Uh, to me, there's no way Let's, at the time. I guess what's less violent
2: because I don't think in America. I mean, at least that I remember growing up. Nunchucks were like, if you think about like little big trouble in little China. I'm I'm talking like an eighty experience. I'm not talking about like Tarantino, right. but like nunchucks. You usually in movies, kids do something stupid. and They hit themselves in the head with them and knock themselves out or yes. other. Yes. We never, like, like as children, not professional martial artists or anything like that, view them as, like, a toy, literally.
1: Which probably definitely caused a lot of injuries, but to me, what happens... So, Panther never fights, then, evidently.
2: Well, but definitely, yes. Uh, any of our Thundercat listeners, that would be really interesting to see, and what your view is on that, and why. Because maybe there's a history you don't realize that we don't know about. That'd be kind of cool. Investigative I mean, report. It- do the things they do. There's like so many things culturally that, just so many things that we would never understand or, or because we didn't grow up with it. It's not our necessarily our cultural background.
1: So interesting. Yeah, I would love to know that. People
2: think um, that that our family's crazy for putting raisins and pine, pine nuts or pinoli nuts in meat Oh, it's, yeah, it's
1: what's your, yeah, your tradition
2: too. Yes. What is that from Naples? I think so. Is that a southern or or northern Italian? Because everyone's got their own regional thing. I'm, I'm, uh, I embrace my Irish side, you
1: know. (laughs) Being that I have flaming red hair, curly red hair, and not, although that don't mean nothing. Lionel has curly red hair too, David. And he can come over
2: anytime he wants and you can bring whatever <laughs> he wants. How do you use the sword, Lionel?
1: He's bringing Chitara's mirror over with him. <laughs> I'm bringing the mirror back. Yeah. <laughs> bringing mirrors back. This is the third episode in which Tiger is getting. <laughs> we see Tiger. <laughs> This is the third episode with Tigra. Why do you gotta... You you don't like Tigra
2: very much, right? You're always making fun of me. He has a problem.
1: Actually, I I actually do love Tigra. I just think he's always underused, and they always make him, like, he's the
2: the, the intellectual. He's not supposed to be the brawn so much, I guess. Do you you ever want Lionel and Tigra to get together?
1: Because I did as a child. Well, yeah, because honestly, out of all of them, Tigra, and they, in Thundercats Roar, they made him basically homosexual without saying it. So I always thought Tigra was that one. Very stoic, very, yeah, I think, I think he is. The Thundercats 2011 reboot, they made Tigra and Lionel brothers who hated each other, which was sad. They had like a rival mm-hmm. rivalry, rivalry,
2: rivalry, sibling rivalry. Yeah. Yes. Like we do. <laughs> it's I, don't shit, I, I paid the man a lot of money.
1: I was stoned. <laughs> oh my god! Listen to our bodyguard episode for anybody out there for our normal. And then soda. some.
2: I paid him And then some. This is my and
1: podcast. Mom- And Mumbra shows up, and I paid the money. Oh uh, my God! Thank
2: There's a song by the artist Mila that's uh, uh, not Mila Jovovich No, not Mila Jovovich I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I can't think of her name. But it's all about the money. It's all about the dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. And I don't think it's funny. It's. It starts with an. Her name is starts with an M. But it's all. Uh, it's song is called It's All About the Money. I think you should put that in this episode too. It'd be funny because it's mama Money, money, money. The best things in life are free, but you can leave it to the birds and bees. I want money. That's what I want. Diamonds.
3: Diamonds.
1: In, the, oh, so this is the third episode that we see Tigra being tied up with his bola whip. Mm. which of course we and we will see this again it says in this episode mummer disguises himself as a balkan in order to trick away his way into the cat's lair and then when lion summons the other thundercats the cat signal from the sword of omens blasts through the ground the tunnel it leaves behind is what panthro uses to drive the thunder tank into lion location i did not notice that
2: i did Oh, uh, we'll meet to come with the bungler too.
1: This is time for today's. Who is the biggest bungler? You
3: bungler! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it.
1: you <laughs> like. So, David, we go back to our first episode, which was Sword in a Hole. I will tell you, this was the one we were thinking of like, what was going to be the hardest person to come up with or thing for the biggest bungler. I actually picked Neptune because Neptune was just so by the books, he wouldn't allow them to leave. And to
2: Neptune's demise. Yes. Yes. Thank you, because I was struggling with that. So I'm going to go with <laughs> Neptune, too. <laughs>
1: ding, ding, ding! <laughs> yeah, Neptune! Neptune for this one. And then, if we had to pick in... Which I always want to call the... Oh, it is the evil harp of Charnin. So that it is evil. So he is evil, David. It's actually in the title, Duh.
2: But it's not. You can change him. You can change him. Don't worry. You can change him, girl. Don't worry. He's... I know he cheated on you. I know that he stole your money... But but you, 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 you can save him. You can change him, girl. Don't worry.
1: But can you really?
2: No, you you can't. But I'm I'm, I'm just being, you know.
1: So would he be your biggest bungler? Because no. I actually came up with... Oh, good. Okay, no. who's your biggest bungler?
2: Mumra. And I'm going to tell you why. Hear me out. If Mumra would have just told Charnan, Okay, I'm going to free you. Let me transport these Thundercats back to my... I got... I, I. You know, I put... I picked out some new crips for them (laughs) to go into some new some new coffins whatever
3: yeah
2: i'll be back baby i'll be back just hold on i'll be back no no i'll call don't worry i will call you back (laughs) could have taken them away and we would have been done because we know that he can transport to space i'm sure he could transport a couple of thundercats into his place and i'm sure yeah charnin would not be any wouldn't be anywhere yeah he could have went with his word even though he's evil because ch- according to what you're saying charnin is evil and said okay fine you're free you're free on on the planet venus bloop you there
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
2: that's true you're free but not here free on the gray penile planet without power, if he's so strong. No,
1: he's like, I got a few mutants. Whatever
2: he wanted, but his biggest bungalow is trying to screw over someone who has an advantage power-wise, because I'm not unconvinced that Charnan, having rested, because if he's a magical being, it's not that he runs out of magic. Mumra doesn't like, really- right, Mumra right. physically runs out of steam, energy, power, because he's tied to a pyramid. Charnan is not- the harp doesn't give him his power. Charnan is an inherently a magical creature. Yep. It's a fairy running. You don't run at a fairy dust. It's just who you are. Your body makes it or just whatever you'd have to. So I'm not thinking that Charnin really is as weak as Mumra was trying
1: to put out. No, I think it was just the collapsing and Mumra just happened to let leave him and then go. So, so yeah, I, I love that he's your bungler. I would do that because you're right. It's because Mumra has to portray always the person he's working with and be the right one. But I'm actually going with Wily Kit and Wily Cat because they're always playing with things they don't. <laughs> how many times have we told you not to play with things we don't understand? Like Chitara told them one time, like I get it. It's a plot device, but they keep finding mythical items, touching them, and then either releasing a creature this has been groon this has been mongor this has been now charnin like stop touching anything stop touching everything i tell my
2: kids all the time that it doesn't work ryan you're not a parent they will just here keep you go magic harp <laughs> they, keep so, they, didn't, they didn't release mong mongor anymore
1: thank god thank god and this to this time they wanted to make it a gift but i'm going with the kittens as much as i do really love them
2: if if they had given to Ch- chitar because it was gold
1: <laughs> yeah they would have been over she would have melted
2: she would ta- she would have melted and I took the strings off and been like
1: jewelry <laughs> So yeah, so Thundercats fans, thank you again for joining us for this Thundercats Power Hour. As always, we're always bungling ourselves and saying crazy things, but we love talking Thundercats and we love being here with you, David. Yes, yes.
2: And the anointment will begin.
1: There you go. So next month, right in time for the holidays, whatever you celebrate, even if it's New Year's, the last week of December is a five-part med- episode. No,
2: it's great. Um, the only thing is, we're gonna have to work out...
1: And we're out of sequence, right? We're <laughs> out of
2: sequence. Yes! thundercats fans we're going out of sequence just so you don't have to wait for all this anointment action
1: thundercats listeners bunglers if you have an idea of how we can go back and do the other episodes with number wise please because i'm already trying to think of how we're going to do it sequence wise so we are not above suggestions and we'd love to hear from you so thank you as always thundercats ho